this is Coach's Chat, and I'm Betsy Foster. You're in for some thoughtful conversations with fitness industry professionals, musings on current topics in the wellness field, and actionable advice for building a thriving career as a fitness professional. At Foster Strength, my mission is to lead and educate colleagues in the fitness industry to deliver client-centered coaching that gets clients real results built on sound scientific principles, encourages them to build a long and fulfilling relationship with exercise, and disrupts toxic fitness culture to foster an inclusive industry. Let's get going. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of Coaches Chat. I am so excited to be talking to you today. If you will think back an episode or two, I think it was two episodes, um, I had said, okay, we're starting 2022. We've got new episodes every Monday and two guest interviews a month. All right, here we are, week three of 2022, and that did not happen. Um, you know, life happens. I am coming to you right now from a post-COVID isolation situation. Um, We had sick sickness all through the family, um, rough 10 days of, um, what do you call it? Not isolation. What's the other thing? 10 days of quarantining, quarantining away from everybody else. And so uh, sadly, that meant like not only feeling sick, feeling like awful for a few days, but then taking on the tasks of balancing two adults' work schedules with two little ones home all day. Needless to say, it was a challenge, but we have moved past it. And um, as my husband said, Yesterday, he's like, I I think I'll look back on this time very fondly in retrospect because we don't have that uh, time with the little ones in such close quarters for such an extended period of time. So there is a little present, a little gift in there, but we would be really dishonest if we weren't uh, readily admitting that it was really hard and it did not feel that way in the moment. So needless to say, that was a... um, uh, a tricky, tricky week, but we're back. And so I thought I'd hop on here and record an episode now. Um, one, because I had like a spark of brilliance, I feel like. And two, um, I want to kind of get back on this schedule. So this will drop on Thursday, um, January 20th, but then I'm going to hop, um, I'm going to be back on that Monday, Thursday, two times a month Thursday schedule uh, coming up next week. So thanks for your patience as you waited for this episode. Maybe you got to um, catch up on some previous ones. All right, we're going to be short today, short, sweet, to the point, because I think this topic can be that, and it sort of um, is only appropriate if it's short. So I, I hopped on Instagram and did a post all about sort of paring down your programming to only five exercises. What if somebody told you you could only have five exercises? I love these kinds of questions because they make you start to think about your 
coaching philosophy. And this is a lot of what I talk to new trainers about. I talk about sort of starting to think about building their own individual coaching philosophy. In the beginning years of your career, it is entirely appropriate to almost be like copying someone else's coaching philosophy. That makes a ton of sense. You need to see people that do the kinds of things that you want to be doing that are interacting with clients the way you want to do it, the way that um, they program is something that you want to emulate. In that way, you want to, to watch them. And the simplest way to sort of uh, reach the same point that they have uh, reached is to sort of copy those movements. There's no, you know, intellectual property aside, being able to say, okay, this is how someone structures their workout. I'm going to try that. Uh, this is how someone sort of approaches client management. I'm going to try that. Then as you become more comfortable, as you get reps in, you can begin to fine tune your own philosophy. So you loved this from that person, but you realize, you know, you are not that same person as your mentor or as someone that you watched. Um, here is where I differ slightly. And so here the magic becomes, I'm picking from all of these other sources as well as developing my own systems, developing my own ideas around why I make the choices I make. So we should be starting to think about that from the very beginning of your training work. One, because it's going to guide how you act with your clients. It's also going to serve as a great way of selling personal training. One of the challenges I find new trainers struggle with in selling their personal training packages is they can't quite articulate why someone would get immense value and have a life-changing experience with their training. And part of that is because they don't own their own knowledge, expertise, and their own coaching philosophy. Get me in a room with a client and I can talk to them about why they should train with me because you can hear as I describe my coaching philosophy exactly what it is. And and it kind of, it separates someone from if they want to work with me, they know that I'm the appropriate fit, fit because I've been so good at articulating why you would want to work with me. And if I'm not the right fit, it it weeds people out almost immediately too because they go, oh, that's not the coach I want because she knows exactly how she's going to deliver this and I'm looking for something different. So creating a coaching philosophy and getting comfortable in your belief systems. What is it that you think is a priority here? What do you think guides your decision making when it comes to movement, coaching, programming, all of those, those aspects? If you have that sound understanding, you are a better advertisement for yourself as well as a greater gift and resource to your clients. So that's why we can start thinking about that at the very, very start. Now, the other thing about this coaching philosophy is that it is going to evolve. It's going to change as the years go on, and we want that. You know, you hear a lot of times trainers say like, oh, if I look back at my program 10 years ago, I would have like smacked myself in the head because I would not do the same thing now. That's just a sign of growth. That's great. I I love that and I kind of hate it because I think it's so like, oh, 
don't worry, 10 years from now, you'll think you were trash 10 years ago. And I think, well, like you were still yourself and there were probably some really solid kernels of good stuff in there. You, on day one, you already have some good kernels and skills. So we don't always have to look back at as our at our younger, less experienced self as like total poop. I had I I held back I held back my curse word there. Um and so if you're looking if you're looking back at yourself kind of always saying like ugh that was awful. Yeah, I I just think that's like not the greatest lens to work with. I think oh, I didn't I didn't know what I didn't know, you know? And now you know. And so we do want evolution of thought as you go on, as you amass experience with new methods, new books, new teachers, new mentors, and new clients. Your clients serve as one of the greatest sources of inspiration and learning kind of lessons in each and every session. You're gaining a lesson in how people move, in how people communicate, in how people change motor behavior, things like that. You're learning that with every interaction. So you are 100% going to get better the more reps you get under your belt. Same thing with training. We adapt with the uh, reps and the load that we take on. So just remember that. Think about that sort of in context. So we want to start building this coaching philosophy now so we start to understand what it is that we're doing and why we're doing it. And then we want to realize that it's going to change over time and be ready for the change and be looking for the opportunities for it to change. So that leads me to sort of the crux of what I wanted to talk about today, which is the best way to really determine whether you know something or understand something or really believe something is to try to pare it down to its simplest form. And so I talk about that in in two ways. One of the ways is in your programming. How do you know you believe you want to use X exercise or X method if you don't know if you were to strip away all of the other stuff, if I didn't have it, would I be able to do accomplish that with something different? So it's talking about like paring down the excess stuff, the excess volume that you don't need, the excess like um, trimming the fat on the beef or whatever. I don't eat meat, so it's hard for me to maybe visualize that, but you know, I got it. I got it. The like marbling, Um, you know, trimming that away. Am I left with higher quality stuff? And so one example of that in terms of programming is thinking about like um, core exercises. So in my earlier in my career, I probably would have programmed a core exercise between every superset, or I would have maybe started with them a lot, or I just used them a lot more isolated core exercises. Now I'm not talking about crunches and stuff like that. I'm not talking about flexion exercises. I am talking about anti-extension, anti-flexion, anti-rotation exercises. So planks and, um, you know, side planks and all that. I still use it. Don't get me wrong. I still use them. As I have 
developed as a coach, I've found that one way I can trim some fat out of my sessions and where I feel like sometimes I can get greater um, functionality, and those are my big quotes on my functionality, functionality of core musculature and core tasks if I use them in a loaded position in a different full body compound movement. Like uh, unilateral loads in lunges or squats or, you know, I get a ton of core work within lots of different pull-up variations. So I sometimes now don't necessarily squeeze in these like isolated core exercises. I decided in, in sort of evolving as a coach that there was one thing that I can add if I need it, but it's not my essential piece. It's not my like the thing that really, really sort of is the core of what it is that I do. Now, there are times where we need sort of excess bulk, excess volume. I'm thinking about sort of like hypertrophy work. We actually do probably want like more exercises, but I would know that and I would uncover that by sort of creating an exercise for myself where I try to take that away. Can I accomplish this goal if I take this out, this out, this out, this out? I.e., can I limit myself? And in this Instagram post, I don't know if you've seen it, but I, in asking people to pick only five exercises, I've asked you to really create some limits around the only things you can have are this. What will yield the most maximal result? What can I get the most bang for my buck out of? And that's one of the ways that we can really begin to simplify in order to be more effective. And that brings me to the second thing where I'm talking about sort of how do we pare down to be more effective? How do we pare down to be more efficient? Is in how we explain things and how we understand things. And this sort of is like an an umbrella over this whole topic because the most important thing you can do is learn how to simplify and synthesize a topic. That's both for yourself in uh, your own comprehension of it because if you can take complex ideas and, and really learn how to communicate them and understand them in their simplest form, you really understand it. And then you are a better communicator to your clients. Your clients don't have the same science background that you do. Your clients haven't read the textbook. Honestly, they don't care. Reminder, most of them don't care. They really don't. Even like other trainers I talk to sometimes, I'm like geeking out about something and they're like zoning and I go, oh, you don't care about this nerdy thing that I've brought up, um, which is fine. And I, and probably I wasn't effectively communicating it if it was too much to take in at that time. So in the same way that we want to pare down our programs, in the same way we want to get them to kind of like the simplest and most effective form. We want to do that with our communication and our movement coaching skills as well. And so in developing our philosophies, we want to get to the heart of it. We don't want to have all these things. I do this, 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 this in describing sort of who you are as a trainer. What is it that you do? Who do you help? Why do you do it? Get to a place where you can understand things 
understand things so well that you can communicate them simply, effectively, and efficiently. And then you stop being that jerky guy in the room who needs to hear himself speak. I did use the male pronouns for that. You don't be that that person in the room who needs to hear themselves speak. And you start to be the person who people turn to when they want to understand something. You make things approachable, you make things inclusive, and that's the goal here. If you're going to be an effective trainer, it is not about how much you know as far as like big, like amassing, again, volume of knowledge. It's the synthesis and the delivery of this knowledge that can be applied like truly applied. It's no good if we just know stuff that we can't use and that we can't put into practice. So my task for you over the next few weeks, months, whatever, is to really, really, really try to simplify. Try to get clear and use less words as I ramble on here. Use less words use less exercises. Um, and not always, but sometimes again, what I'm saying is like, take away the excess and see what you can do with the least amount of stuff. Then you uncover just how good you can be. And you can throw that stuff back in for fun, but understanding how to do it with less is going to make you better. And then you, and then you, um, then you get to start being creative. Um, So if you haven't, go check that Instagram post out. I'll link it in the show notes. Um, Let's talk more about this topic. I love it. Um, Hit me up in my DMs at foster underscore strength, or you can send me an email, betsy at bfosterstrong.com. Don't forget that the wait list for the foster fitness career mentorship is up. Those details are coming very, very soon with some other exciting things that are going to sort of segue into it. Um, And that's all I got for you today. Simple, simple, simple. All right. Have a wonderful day. Go do wonderful things. And until next time, bye.